Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Idiot Speak podcast uh, number three. Thrace. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, and I'm going to spoil everything. So if you yep. don't want to hear any spoilers, please play this in the background somewhere. Just mute it. Yeah, just mute it. <laughs> Leave the video on. Keep the, the podcast going. Just don't listen. You've been warned. There will be spoilers from not only the show, but the books as well. Yes. None of them will be coming from me, mind you, <laughs> but you you have been warned. So um, I'll go first. Uh, I, I am not caught up on Game of Thrones like I should be. I have not seen a episode of season four. I know pretty much everything that happens in season four. Thank you, Facebook. Um, now, what about you, James? I've read all the books multiple times. I own every piece of literature that R.R. R. Martin has, um, including like the anthology and all that kind of stuff that he just came out with, the uh, Realms of Fire and Ice. So, uh, and I'm I own HBO solely for the purpose of watching Game of Thrones. So uh, I I will be the uh, resident expert. That just sounds weird. <laughs> So, I, I do have to ask, have you watched anything on HBO other than Game of Thrones yet? I mean, we record some movies oh, and stuff okay. like that, but I mean, in terms of any other series or anything on HBO, no. <laughs> not at all. I don't even know what's on HBO anymore. But, um, alright, well, I, I guess one of the things I've always kind of been interested in, because like, like I said, I have not even touched the books, um... So far in the show, how close do the books actually mesh up with the show? Up until season five, they were pretty good. I mean, there was a few deviations here or there, or they decided to throw something in the shows that maybe wasn't necessarily in the books, but it made sense to further the plot or to even make people that have read the books go, oh, hey, I'm glad they put that in there because that kind of answers a question that we didn't have before. Um... But now with the new season five, I'm almost prepared at this point, and we're what five episodes in? Oh, if that. I'm almost prepared to stop watching it because they've gone so far away from the books, and I hate being that guy. I hate being the guy that's like, "Hey, I read all the books beforehand, and the show's crap because of it." But uh, <laughs> it's just I don't want the sixth book that's going to come out supposedly before the next season. Uh, any of that to be ruined or to me to like read the book and be like, well, that's not how they did in the show. So I don't know. Now, as everyone knows, um, Martin loves to kill off characters. Uh, sure does. The characters he's killed off on the show, do those match up pretty well with characters been killed off in the books? <laughs> Again, up until season uh, five. Right, right. <laughs> uh, up until season five. So, like, the first four seasons, are those pretty in line? Yeah, I mean, there's, again, few little deviations and stuff here and there. Um, but now that we've gotten to season five, not only are, are they killing off characters that um, aren't killed off in the book... Um, they're not bringing in characters that are in the book. Uh, like, just as an example, uh, so, spoiler alert, if anybody doesn't know this, and I'm not going to say that anymore because we already <laughs> said at the beginning that there's tons of spoilers, but in the book, Sansa does not marry Ramsay Snow, the the guy that flays and, and uh, oh, tortures right. Theon. Uh, in the new season, that's who she's supposed to marry. What it's supposed to be is... Jane Poole, who is Sansa's lifelong friend, 
pretends to be Arya Stark and marries Ramsay, and then Ramsay does horrible, awful, disgusting things to uh, Jane Poole, and uh, she kind of goes away. But uh, <laughs> and that's just to try to solidify their rank in the North. So I guess it kind of still happens that way that he's supposedly marrying a Stark, but the problem is, is they're not well, and they might, but. Are they going to torture and kill Sansa? Because R.R. Martin just really he likes to uh, release chapters of his books before they're out, and right after the episode where you kind of find out what's going on with Sansa, or right before it, he released a Sansa chapter for the new book that talks about how she's not anywhere near Winterfell and she's supposed to marry someone else. So I don't know how they're if they're just like, ah, screw the books now because they have to, or what they're doing. Well, I would because. Uh, refresh my memory. He's written five of the seven currently, correct? He's he's on the sixth. Correct. Um, Six is supposed to come out before the new season in April. Well, and I would think now that the 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 season five is airing now, and I would think just from my logic, they would be either in pre, if not current production, of filming the sixth season. Right. So if his book's not done. There's no way that even when it comes out, unless they have some sort of advanced, um, I would say, what an outline of what right. he's going to do, which we don't know. He may, in his contract, well, had to have given them that. And from what I understand, and all the stuff that I've read about it, is that he's told them how the books are going to end. That uh, this is going to happen. This is what it's all leading up to. Eventually, either that or they guessed it right, and he was like, "Yeah, that's why I'm going to let you have the series because you know what's going to happen." Okay. Um, and if oh, that's the case, they may have the same ending, and they're just going to have a drastically different way of getting there. Uh, right. Um, like now, I don't know if he's if he's necessarily got an outline where every season is like, "Well, this has to happen, and this has to happen, and this has to happen." As long as those things happen, then you can get to the end. Um, I don't know exactly how that's going to go. What would you say has been your biggest... I, I know you said you, you're obviously disappointed in the show now and mm-hmm. how they've changed. What was the biggest thing for you, like the biggest disappointment, I guess, with this new season? Um, so far, it's been Jamie uh, going to Dorne because that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he's a Kingsguard. Not only is he a Kingsguard, but he's the leader of the Kingsguard. Like, this guy can't just disappear. That doesn't happen. He can't be like, well, I'm going to Dorne for God knows how long, six months. Uh, you know, hope you guys don't miss me. But the, <laughs> you can't You can't leave the Kingsguard. You can't, uh, in the books, they can't hold anything just like the, the Night's Watch. They can't own land, can't do anything like that. Uh, they can't have family, which he's already broken that oath by having kids with Cersei. Uh, well. So, what? What nobody knows. Right. But that's another thing. If you're going to Dorne to save Marcella, which is against your vows, isn't that kind of telling everyone like she's a little bit more than just my niece that I have yeah. to go save? Like that's it's, it's, it's way of a huge red flag. Like if you didn't know before, then then now you're really gonna know. Yeah, right. And and I know it's supposed to be secret and all that. Nobody's supposed to know he's gone. But he's the leader of the Kingsguard. People he, are gonna notice he, he he's not standing next to the king. Right. He he doesn't quite just get to walk away and no one realizes it exactly uh, yeah that would be kind of a, a point of contention yeah <laughs> uh, the other thing and, and this happened earlier in the season was when Arya was getting rid of all her stuff to join the house of black and white um, I really thought they were going to have her throw needle in the river which is her sword oh right uh, that Jon Snow gave her 
um, which I told Rachel because she paused it to ask me a question because that's what we do. We, we watch it recorded so that she can pause it and ask me questions as we're going because my wife has not read the the books. And uh, we paused it and she asked me a question. And I'm like looking at her I'm like, I swear to God, if she throws that sword in the river, <laughs> I'm done. I can't watch anymore. And I'm like I said, I'm to that point now where it's like they're so far away. I just... I don't know if I can continue watching. That being said, I'm probably still going to watch it. But I, I, I do want to say, I, I think I've seen other people say that exact same thing. Yeah, because like they really made her like contemplate it. Whereas in the books, it was like she was told she had to get rid of everything. And like she immediately like went out and was like, all right, where the hell can I stick this thing where I'm not going to lose it? Because this is the most important thing in my life. Uh, the only thing that I have left, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that being said, I am very interested in what they do with her because in the books, she takes a very radical turn here in the next uh, little bit and it'll be interesting to see how close to the books they follow with her. I've got to say, um, I've always never, I've never been a fan of uh, child actors or actresses in anything and I've got to say she is probably the single best child actress in any show I've ever watched. I know she's probably not even a kid anymore. It's been what five years since yeah, the first, at least yeah. since the first season. But um, I was she's one of my favorite characters on the show. I was just highly impressed with her as an actress. Yeah, and there's um, I like to tell people there's a few people that um, when I'm watching the show, if I'm reading the books, I can picture those people being that way. Right. Um, Tywin was one of those people that like that's how I pictured Tywin to be exactly how he was in the show. Arya is pretty close. Pretty like close. when when I think of her, that's pretty much what I think of. Um, everybody else is a little bit different. Like Tyrion should be a little bit more disfigured than what uh, he was um, in the books. It's like his nose was practically gone after he got sliced in the face and stuff. Right. So they they kind of downplayed that, which I can understand. They don't want to go through hours and hours of makeup for this. Well, and and I, and I could be wrong on this, but from what I gather, the show, at least in its earlier seasons, didn't have a lot of money. No, like they. Were, only had a set amount of horses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that. I remember reading, they said, like, in the books, everyone's got a horse, where in the movie, or the movie, the uh, the show, everyone's walking because they couldn't afford enough horses. Yep. And I, I was just kind of shocked because, I mean, it is a very nice-looking show. Like, they, mm-hmm. it looks like money was put into this, and obviously the cast is really good. I don't actually really have any complaints about anyone on the cast, that I, at least of the uh, seasons I've seen. Um. So I, I was very shocked to hear that there they had to work around all these budget restraints. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, is, um, you know, now we're kind of getting away from that. They're making enough money now where I they can do all the CGI and stuff, which is good because dragons are playing more of a part, which you can't make a fake dragon and make it look real. So well, and I know uh, they did uh, CG. Um, with the wolves, the the yeah, the dire wolves. Yeah, they they were they took a, a regular wolf and then um, just blew it up, blew it up so it would be what like four times the size or something yeah. like that. Which which actually I was okay with because that's how like that's what a dire wolf was supposed to. It's right. just supposed to look like a big wolf. And, and now what made me mad was in the the first season when the wolves were younger, they were dogs. Oh, and, yeah. and I was like, you can. I know that's a dog. <laughs> yeah, I remember you could clearly clearly see that it was a dog. But again, that that goes back to the budget the, restraints, which which. Yeah, what they what what they had they they did some amazing things. Now what I will tell you is in the books the relationship with the wolves and the kids is a lot stronger. There's a lot more warging going on. Okay. Like uh, 
what they don't go into in the show is Arya actually wargs into her wolf. Um, if you remember what happened to her wolf was uh, her wolf attacked Joffrey. So they were going to kill her wolf, but they couldn't find her wolf because she made her wolf go away. Mm-hmm. So they killed Sansa's wolf. Okay. Well, her wolf is still running around the woods where they she made her go away. And in the books, she has dreams of being that wolf. And she's a pack leader, and she's got this big pack of wolves. And in the books, uh, there's constantly, from other people's chapters, they'll like go to an inn, and there'll be someone complaining about this pack of wolves that randomly attacked a caravan or something like that, and that there was this giant she-wolf and stuff like that. So, it, it, so you know her wolf is still alive leading, and all this other yeah. stuff. Um, that, and another thing is that Jon Snow goes into his wolf, and he knows... How, not as much as Bran does, that Bran can control his wolf and stuff right. like that, but he's the next closest thing to a warg uh, or a top tier warg that Bran is because he knows that he's going into uh, snow. He, or snow. Oh, dear lord. Uh, <laughs> ghost. Now, like I said, I, I've only seen up to season three. So I, I'm trying to, it's been a while since I've even seen season three. And, and to tell the audience, the way I've always watched Game of Thrones is I would go over to a friend of mine's house and we would watch what all 10 episodes in one sitting. <laughs> so my memory is a little fuzzy, especially towards the end. But didn't Bran uh, actually do that to Hodor? Yes. Um, and what it was is. He had to. Hodor was kind of like losing his mind in a thunderstorm. Right. And they couldn't get him to calm down. They were and like he was windmill or whatever yeah, or something. And they were going to get killed if they were found mm-hmm. uh, by the wildlings. So it was more out of necessity. He was telling him to calm down and telling him to calm down. And he got so worked up that he went into Hodor's mind and right. calmed him down. Has he done that since? Uh, in the books or in the show? Uh, either. Okay. In the show, he has not controlled... Well, he's controlled Hodor one more time, and it was more of a control thing. Like, he actually went into him and fought people with Hodor. Oh, wow. Or, well, skeletons with Hodor. Yeah, I know. You're lost. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but he, he went into him and kind of defended himself with Hodor. I have, like, uh, Jason and the Argonauts in my head. Oh, you would... And that was... <laughs> talking about CGI, uh, this was some very interesting-looking CGI skeletons coming and attacking uh, our, our cast members. But, uh, yeah, so he has done that, and uh, they, they did do a good job of making sure that everybody kind of knew, like, nobody's been able to control a person before, even though it was a simple, simple-minded simple person. That, that, is that why he was able to do it, just because he's simple-minded? I think so, because Bran really obviously hasn't had any training. Um, now, that being said, he's not in the new season because he's supposedly going through training <clears throat> with the, the tree and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, the three-eyed raven, whatever you want to call him. Right, right. And um, so it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. You know, are we picking up right where he left off where he's in the cave and we're going to see some training or what's going on with that? Because in the book, it kind of ends that way, too. Bran goes into the tree. He starts talking to the tree, learning certain things, learning how to become one of the the white trees and see through the white tree's eyes. Uh, He sees a vision of his dad talking to a tree, which is interesting because I think he's going to learn a lot of secrets uh, that maybe other people don't know that he might be able to tell other people. So that's in... uh this season, or that's that's was in the book. It was in the book. Now, okay. now Bran's not going to be in he's season gonna, five. They've I, already I, said that. The, okay, I, I was just curious because you said he sees a vision of his father. I'm like, oh, they brought Sean Bean back. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and it'll be interesting to see if they do that because in the book, I think the way the direction that they were going, and I could be wrong. This is all my theory and stuff. I haven't read this anywhere, but um, is that. Bran's going to find out that Jon Snow again. If you don't want to know this stuff, please stop listening. <laughs> but that. Bran's going to find out that Jon Snow is a Targaryen because 
Ned doesn't tell anybody about anything. Right. Except he has his prayer time with the white with the trees. And if he's going to go to the Weirwoods and talk to the Weirwoods and Bran can listen through the Weirwoods, then he's, he's going to learn all that stuff out. and then somehow be able to tell Jon Snow. Um, so I, it'll be very interesting to see what they do on the show versus what they do in the book. Um, I'm very excited for the new book, and I will definitely be reading it probably within the first couple of days that it comes out. <laughs> so now this uh, theory you have of Jon Snow being a, a Targaryen? Yeah. That, that's your theory? Like you, have, you said you haven't heard that anywhere else? No, no, no. That theory is pretty well out there. Oh, my, okay. my theory is how he How's John find out? How's finds out. out. Okay. Um, because the theory that's online about him being a Targaryen is um, R plus L equals J. I know it sounds really weird. It's Rhaegar Targaryen, which is Danny's older brother that died. Robert Baratheon killed uh, Rhaegar in the Battle of the Trident. Okay. 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 So, but he was married to Eliana or Elia. I can't remember her name, but uh, she had two kids. Um, both of them were killed by the mountain as well as Elia being killed oh, okay. by the mountain. And that's why uh, the Prince of Dorne, the uh, Red Viper of Dorne, is very upset with Tywin and all of them because they had her, her killed. Um, but he had a sister and a brother. One was Viserys, who dies by getting crowned by Drogo. And Daenerys is the other one. Now, supposedly, what happened is Rhaegar was in love with Lyanna, and there's a bunch of stories that surround that about how uh, he gives flowers to Lyanna and mm-hmm. different stuff like that and declares her the, the most beautiful person at, uh, uh, at a tournament, and that he kidnapped her. Well, she supposedly died giving birth to a child. This child okay. was supposedly then Jon Snow, which if that's Jon Snow, then he's a Targaryen and he actually has a higher claim to the throne than Daenerys does. Right, right. So, and the other thing is, is that the Targaryens have a very long history of marrying siblings and relatives to keep Targaryen blood Targaryen, which would mean Danny could marry Jon and so on and so forth. But I, I do have to say, though, the fact you brought up uh, Drogo, I cannot think of him other than Aquaman now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, now that, that's come out. <laughs> Jason Momoa. God. He played a very good uh, Drogo. Oh, uh, yeah. I, like I said, I, I I had no problem with him as Drogo. It's just I saw the first picture of Aquaman and I just could not take it seriously. Yeah. I just want to interject that for a second. And, uh, but... No, that's interesting. I mean, they always they they did make it a very big deal of not knowing Jon Snow's background. Like right. that has been this big mystery. So that would make sense. And, that, and in this season, the new season, season five, they have been tipping at oh, that okay. for since the beginning of the season. They keep showing little tidbits where it's uh, Aemon Targaryen talking to Jon Snow about like how there's only one Targaryen over there. She shouldn't be by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How you know that uh, Littlefinger and Sansa are in the catacombs talking about Lyanna and how uh, Rhaegar loved Lyanna and and you know all this stuff and she died uh, in a tower by herself. Um, so they've really been hinting at it hard, and I think that's where this season's going. That's also where they're getting away from the books because nobody knows that that's the way it is in the books. I, I want to ask you one last question. Um, one one last thing about the books versus the show. Um, Kind of like in, in Walking Dead, there are characters who were created for the show. Mm-hmm. Has has that been done for this show? 
Uh, not so much because there's <laughs> there's so many characters in the books. Right. I, I would figure they wouldn't be like at a loss for characters. Exactly. So instead of having to do that, all you got to do is throw a character out there and have them do something that maybe wasn't in the book. So uh, okay. Or omit a character doing something and have another character do it. Right. I mean, something it, like that's that. That's more of like uh, again budget reasons. Like, hey, we can't afford this many actors, so let's have this one character do these things. Right. I, I can understand that. I, I I always do find it weird when they add in characters to a show that wasn't originally in, a, in the 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 book or whatever medium it come came from. Yeah. But uh. I was just, I was always curious if if Game of Thrones did that or not. No, and I would say if anything, they do the opposite. They omit they, they characters. characters. Um, like it really seems like they're trying to fast forward this season, uh, given that this season could possibly take over two two of the books because book four and five happened in the same time frame, just different characters mm-hmm. as you were reading them. So it, it could be something like that where they're trying to cram all this stuff into one season so that they can hurry up and get to the stuff that nobody knows because they know that's going to be a big pull for them. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll just have to see what they decide to come out with and how far away from the books it is or isn't. Right, right. Um, you were talking about that Jon Snow has m- more of a claim to the throne. Who do you think... This is going to be kind of a two-part question. Who do you think will get the throne? Okay. And who do you want to see get the throne? So... I think that what's going to happen is Danny, Daenerys, and Jon Snow, who's really Jon Targaryen, will end up marrying each other. They will lay claim to the throne, so they will rule together. Like, like a joint? Yep. And I think that Tyrion, because there's three dragons, so there's got to be three riders, I think Tyrion is going to be one of the riders, um, and he's going to be like the hand of the king. Okay. So he'll go back to being the hand, which he I, did before. Right. Because he was very good at being I mean, the hand of the king. That'd be a great allusion to what would ha- Yeah. Right. I can and see that. Especially if he's a Targaryen too, which he could be. Oh, they, they've hinted uh, at that? This is another theory. They, they haven't hinted at this one at all, but in the books, it, it, it's a possibility. Because what happened is the Mad King, which was Rhaegar and Danny and their father, um tried to have children for a while in his older age and every time he tried they would come out misformed or uh, dragon like or or have uh, something wrong with them and they would die shortly after if they made it to term Um, and (laughs) the Mad King fell in love with Tywin's wife and Um. was always hitting on her and stuff to the point that Tywin literally took her out of King's Landing so that that wouldn't happen anymore and the king kept inviting her back and different stuff like that and when he was going to see her. So it's a possibility that Tyrion is actually the Mad King's son if the Mad King got with Tywin's wife and had a misformed child which would be a dwarf well, called the Imp (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's a big possibility. Yeah, that that does... um sound very credible I, I I've not heard that theory that, that's interesting yeah I, I like it though that that, that and it, it kind of plays into like in the series and in the books they kind of like well Tywin had to take care of this kid because if they if he killed the kid right off the bat then if the mad king found out about it while he was still the king he would have killed Tywin and stuff like that so then he kept him around well after you let him live and past a certain point 
it's known murder if you're going to go kill your son so you can't just throw him in the river or whatever and he's been trying for a very Tywin was trying for a very long time to have his son killed right I mean so it's like it's it's all this stuff it's an embarrassment to his family that he's trying to get rid of it's it's all this different thing that that's why he's got such a hard on for killing Tyrion is he's not actually his son but he's been forced to well, treat him like one and another thing to kind of support that at least in my eyes is the none of in, in, none of the Lannisters have been very likable except for Tyrion yeah and why would they do that unless he's actually not a full-blooded Lannister well and Jamie starts well okay in the books Jamie kind of does a 180 and you start feeling like Jamie's a good character after he gives the sword to Brienne yeah I was after saying, I mean, he's they, like go fill your oath you know I can't protect my oath anymore I've already broken it and he starts becoming a better person well I, I would say they, they started doing that I don't know when they did that in the books but I, I would say they started turning his character uh, at the end of season 3 yeah yeah, so, I mean, they're trying to make Jamie a better person in the books and everything as well. But, like, this thing in Dorne just uh, throws it all out the window. It's like, okay, now he's just doing whatever well, the hell he it's wants. Not, I mean, to me, the way... I, like I, said, I haven't seen it. I don't know exactly what's going on. But just the way you've described it to me, it sounds more like he's not really doing this for... for like villainous reasons, but he's being irresponsible. He's, out, he's acting out of character. Yeah. As he, he's acting out of character from the book. Right. And it makes sense because he does love Cersei and stuff. But even in the books, towards the end of the books, he starts getting away from Cersei and stuff. He he finds out some stuff. Um, that would be the other thing in the books. And I completely forgot to uh, go over this. That they did not do in the show was Tyrion, when he gets freed by Jaime, uh, gets told something that makes him hate Jaime. I mean, makes like... Tyrion hate Jaime? That they hate each other now. Oh, Because, wow. obviously... Tyrion kills Tywin, so Jamie hates him for killing his, his father. father. Right. Okay. The reason that Tyrion hates Jamie is, um, do you remember the story about how Tyrion was married before? Yes. Yes. Okay. To a whore, right? Right. All right. In the books, right before he lets Tyrion go on his way, Jamie tells him that wasn't a whore. It really was, you know, she really did love you. That really was real. Mm-hmm. And father made me tell you it was a whore and let those things happen because he didn't want you uh, a Lannister to be married to you know be another stain on the name by marrying a peasant girl yeah so we had to follow this through and that and that's the reason why we had to do that and stuff which obviously Tyrion is completely broken apart by that he loved this girl right and he let hundreds of men rape her I mean for a silver apiece so she's probably really wealthy now but (laughs) hundreds of men raped her uh, to get to that I know it's not justifiable but I'm sorry I I get very um, how can I say this Uh, glazed over about this it doesn't affect me as much because it's not real right exactly that's the thing we're not condoning (laughs) raping for money but it's just the way you worded it it was kind of funny yeah so uh yeah, I mean, that, that was a huge thing because it, it didn't allow Jamie to be as hated. It didn't tear that bond as much as it should have. Because, um, you know, now Tyrion has no reason to hate Jamie. Jamie still has a reason to hate Tyrion, which he expresses in this new season. But 
the hate for Jamie isn't there. And the only thing that I can think that they're doing <laughs> is they're tr really trying to make Jamie this lovable character. He's going to save his daughter. You're he's, right. He's, he's going to do things that are out of character because it's what's right. And because he's done so much wrong and now he's trying to do what's right. And that's not the way it is. Like, it, it, you can try to do things that are right, but that's way too far. It, right. I mean, like like you said, there, there's a way to do things right and then there's a way to do things out of character. Right. And that... That's usually a thing I I just despise is when they go they take a character that they that's established that people have some sort of a connection to be it through the book or whatever and then in the movie or the um, show adaptation just completely have that character go out of the character that you know them as and that almost is, it's like a betrayal yeah of of uh, from the show but uh, so. Anyway, back to the original question. You, you said, you, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just trying to get back on track because I remember like, oh, yeah, I did ask that. So you think you think that it's going to be um, Jon Snow and um, Daenerys. Daenerys joint uh, owning the throne. Uh, now, is that who you want to see have the throne or is that just what you think is going to happen? It's what I think is going to happen and it's who I want there. Uh, like I said, as long as Tyrion's there too. Tyrion. Oh, exactly. That, like, that's from the get go. I've always said I wanted him to take the throne just because I like that character. Right. And I know, I, 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 well, I, at least I've heard that that's Martin's favorite character as well. Yeah, but that doesn't. That, that gives that, me no hope. Right, I say that that doesn't really mean that he's going to survive. Well, much and, less take the throne. All right, again, if you haven't read the books, please just close your ears for a second. <laughs> all right, at the end of the last book, Jon Snow gets stabbed multiple times. That's literally how his last chapter ends. Is Jon Snow is being stabbed for doing for allowing the wildlings to to do so much and live where they're living and do all this different stuff, the Night's Watch turns on him okay. and stabs him. Oh, the Night Watch do. Yep, and he goes into his wolf, which, again, they haven't had anybody do which other than Bran, which is ridiculous because I don't know how you're going to have somebody do it and be like, well, they've never done it before, and now all of a sudden but, they're but, doing but it. now they know how. Yeah, and... Uh, you, you can believe that, right? Yeah. He, he's done it all along. So, <laughs> it's... It's going to be very hard, and again, there's they've already talked about how people can come back to life um, in the books more so than than here. But uh, you've got the um, the oh gosh, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, the the knight that is for the Lord of Light oh, um, right. brings back one of the knights multiple times after being killed. He gets killed by Sander Clegane, and he's you know he's almost chopped in half and from the shoulder down. And he's brought back to life. Right. Um, now, what that leads me to believe is that Melisandre, the Red Lady, mm -hmm. could do the same thing for Jon, because she just so happens to be in that area um, when all this stuff's going to be happening. Would she have reason to? She needs strength, and but, she needs King's blood. Well, okay. there's yeah. King's blood in Jon Snow if he's a Targaryen, and right. if she knows that. So she may need him, and if she needs him enough, she might bring him back. So, so it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. But it's also in the realm of possibility that they just kill off the character. True. I mean, it, like, and here's the thing is, I got to wonder how upset R.R. Martin is with all these changes that are going on. Because uh, I don't, 
I don't know if you guys have seen, but in Twitter, his editor went off about them killing Sir Barristan. I mean, just lost his stuff like, I can't believe you did this. I guess there's going to be uh, no him trying to distract the dragon while she gets on it. Uh, there's going to be, because there's all this stuff that happens in the book that Sir Barristan still has to do. Wow. That he, now he's dead. That That's really surprising to me that someone would actually publish. I, I, are the tweets still up there? Or is she? Yeah, and, and they're very... Um, vague like it's, still, it's, it's basically like uh no queen's guard no uh distracting drogon like that's all it says so if wow. you don't if you haven't read the books you have no clue what that means right but still i mean j- just the fact that someone that high up like in his ranking would publicly make these posts well and, and that's kind of why i think he released the sansa chapter yeah like you said. i think he was like well you're going that way with sansa well fine i'm gonna throw out there that no matter what she's perfectly fine so that no. you, that kind of kills that storyline like everybody's gonna be like all right well if you follow the books you know she's perfectly fine at least in the books <laughs> wow so but I, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do because like, I almost think that uh, Jorah is going to take the place of Sir Barristan because Jorah in the books is gone. Like, after Daenerys kicks him out for finding out she he was feeding rumors and stuff to uh, Joffrey and them, mm-hmm. she sends him away. He goes away. Um, now, now, which one is he? He is the one that originally is protecting Danny. Oh, um, oh, okay, okay. Not the old guy, but the other guy. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you, you see him a little bit with the Tyrion stuff and different stuff like that, but he, um, in the books, really doesn't play that big a part after that. And now, you know, he's going back to Danny and he's got Tyrion and he's all, all this other stuff that uh, he might be taking Sir Barristan's place and maybe the, the book writers thought, well, she doesn't need this many counselors and, and you know, it'd be a crushing blow to kill someone mid-series or mid-season uh, and, you know, maybe that'll really make everybody go, oh my God, where are they going with this? Yeah, that's... But, I don't know, I mean... To me, if a show relies on that, <laughs> that's kind of a, a bad sign. But yeah, but I, they're, they're also relying on other things like the uh, relationship between Grey Worm and Masandi. They have a love interest. I don't know how you can have a love interest with a eunuch. But yeah, uh, that's a little little strange. But I guess you know. And then they talk about like, <laughs> well, do you know? Do they take the whole thing when they, when they make them a eunuch, or you know, is it the stone and the pillar that they take, or you know, they, you know, they do stupid things like that. But uh, it's one of those things like they are clearly playing it up for the TV show because they want different storylines to be there and characters to be there without like Grey Worm's just a soldier. All right, right? like right. that's only interesting for so long. So they got to do something else with them if they want to keep them around. Now, I do want to ask you, um, one of my favorite, I guess, I won't say characters because it's not an individual character, but th- th- for me, the, the, the most exciting part of the show were the White Walkers. Okay. Have, have, did, I have not heard a thing about the White Walkers from season four. Were they even in season four? Not really, because in season four, they talk about them, but the main thing is is that the wildlings are coming to the wall. They're right. coming to attack right. the wall in season four. So, now they are fleeing from the White Walkers and the army of the Okay, I, I didn't know if that was ever established. Like, that was what I assumed is why they were trying to get over the wall and escape, was because they're running from the White Walkers. Like, they, they know they're coming. Yep. Or if there was just a coincidence that they were deciding, now let's get over the wall? Nope, it's, it's all connected 
But the the thing with the White Walkers and stuff like that, and they really we haven't seen any of them in season five either. Again, they talk about them. They say, you know, we got to get all the wildlings well, across the wall because we know what's actually out there. Again, I I don't know how the book treats this, but I know from just from what I've seen, they usually have the White Walkers at the very maybe at the very beginning of a season and then usually at the very last bit of the last episode. Well, it's because in the books, and they've kind of stayed true to this, there's not, you know, these things haven't been seen in a thousand years. You know, no one living has ever seen a White Walker until Sam. And then all of a sudden, Sam kills one. Right. And he comes back and tells everybody, like, oh, there's these White Walkers, and then two dead bodies come back to life, and everybody's like, oh, God, this is really happening. So they've done a very good job of, like, there's there's still doubt out there. Like, nobody can completely trust John and what he's doing because there's not enough proof. Like, John's best friend killed a White Walker. That doesn't mean they're out there. Like, if I, if somebody told me that you went out and killed the Chupacabra, like, <laughs> I'm your best friend. I'm probably going to believe you. But a friend of mine is probably not going to believe that you went right. out and killed it, the Chupacabra. It, exactly, I- so it's, uh, you know, it's one of those type of things where if they had the White Walkers in it all the time and everybody living has seen a White Walker, then there'd be no doubt. And yes, we need to save the wildlings and all this other stuff. So you've got to kind of keep it on the down low. That sounds so weird. Hush, hush. I, 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 I still say I want a White Walker chapter and I would, I would read that book. But then, okay. But then you'd have to have a White Walker with a consciousness or know, something that you gotta. I was like, I said, they're, to me, they're the most interesting thing on the show, and kind of, the, the, I guess, the thing that I do like about it is the mystery, because like, especially in the first few seasons, because you know very little about them. You just, yeah. The, I think it, the very first thing you see is that one exists. Yeah, because he rides on the dead horse. You, no, 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 Sam no. sees him, and he's like, oh. No, I thought they see one out in the forest, and he like decapitates somebody. Well, uh, do you see that at the very beginning? I thought God, that was like the very. F- I know, I know. At the at the beginning of the books, that's what happens. But I can't remember if that's what actually happens in the the first season. Is that a White Walker kills? I, I thought the three guys. I thought in the very first two of the guys. scene was the White Walker killing those two people because I mean he, yeah. just, just the way he even moved, it looked like a predator. Yeah, and um, I thought it was the end of season two. Is you see the one on the horse and there's the army with it. Yeah, and then the end of season three is Sam killing, or halfway through season three is Sam kills it so that it doesn't take the baby. Oh yeah, right. Um, and and uh, I can't remember. Don't you see something with White Walkers at the very end of season three? I, I don't remember now. Um, I know you. Yeah, you see the army of the dead at the beginning. That I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's one of those things. Like if everybody seen them, you wouldn't. They they wouldn't have the. I I, I don't know. I I just I like those characters. I, I I think it's a very interesting design. I like that there's the mystery around it, and I I really do hope at some point, I guess more towards the end, there is the big war between human or and white walker and the army of the dead now what i think is interesting is they did put something in the show that's not in the books and it was kind of backed up by george R. R. martin was you see the white walker king uh you see the really? white walker take one of the babies that got put out in the forest and he's carrying it through all the north and he's walking through and he sets it on that big icicle thing and the white walker king comes over and touches the baby and the baby's eyes turn blue So that's how a White Walker is made. And you kind of see that, which in the book obviously never happens. Right, right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting that they showed you that 
because it was, uh, you know, you didn't know how White Walkers were made. You know, Army of Dead is obviously, if you die and you don't get burned in the north, you come you, back. You come back. So uh, it was very interesting to see that that's how they made White Walkers, which makes me believe that all the White Walkers are related to Craster, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I well, or at least a vast majority, some of them. sort of, in some yeah, in some sort of form or way, I guess you could say that. Yeah, or at least yeah, like some majority. Now, another another question, and give me both your book and your uh, I guess season. What has been your favorite or most like entertaining I guess season or uh, book so far? Oh man, or just overall favorite. That would be rough because the, the first book did such a good job of drawing me in. Like it, it made the characters because usually the first books is it's a lot of information. Well, it's all set up. Yeah, and you're, and you're trying to like figure it out and all this other stuff. But there was just enough action and stuff going mm-hmm. on, just enough people dying that you're like, I can't believe they killed that person and, and different stuff like that. That that first book really draws you in. Um, I can tell you my least favorite one was Feast for Crows, um, and that's just because that is a very dry book. Out of all the books, that's the driest. There's not a lot going on. It's a lot of uh, filler because basically what George R. R. Martin was is he took the same time frame again and split it into two books because oh, okay. there was just so much and he didn't want a 3,000-page right. book to come out. Like so dictionary. Yeah, so he split <laughs> it into two books, which is fine, but he didn't do a good job of taking you know, half the action and putting it in this book and half the action and putting it in that book, he kind of said, all right, well, these characters are going to be in this book and the other half of the characters are going to be in this book. Well, he put all of the characters that are having really, really interesting things happen to them in one book and all the characters that are just setting up for what's about to happen in the other book. Um, So it's a very, you have to read the book to find out what's happening and and to get a lot of insight, but it's very dry. Um, In terms of the season for the TV show, um, I really, really like season four. Um, really? Yeah, I think they did a really good job with that season. The the uh, battle on the wall was done very, very well. Um, them killing Ygritte was a little bit odd in the way that it happened. Because in the book, she dies, but you don't know that who kills her and all this other stuff. Whereas in this one, they've introduced Ollie, which is a character that's not in the books. Oh, really? So, uh, the, little, the little boy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... It, I would definitely say season four is my favorite. My least favorite season so far is obviously the new season. Oh, right, right. Because of all the changes. For me, um, like you said, I, again, I, I, I did not read it. I haven't even touched one of the books yet. But um, season one was really interesting. Like you said, they did a very good job at drawing you in, even though it was all set up, or mostly set up. Yeah. They made you want to keep watching like i i knew very I, th- I think season two was airing when i saw season one i want to say and i was very impressed i i didn't think i was gonna care i saw a bunch of people always talking about it. i'm like i don't care about this I, I i hate lord of the rings and that type of stuff <laughs> i i i despise lord of the rings and then Somebody says, here, watch this. get a bunch of hate comments for that. I don't care. (laughs) I'm sorry. They are boring to me. But, um, no, somebody gave me uh, the first season and said, here, watch this. And I loved it. But for me, I think my favorite is season two. Okay. Season two, I just had the most fun watching. It, it was it was the first time that we kind of had a group of people all watch the entire season in one day, so that might have had something to do with it. Now we did that for season three as well, but uh, with season two, it's just 
I did not feel like there was a dull moment. I during season three, the watching the whole thing in one day, there was a several points where I kind of was getting bored. Yeah. Um. Now with season two, oh, th- this is how nerdy we got after we we finished watching it. We pulled out the maps that are included <laughs> in the Blu-ray box set. Maps put them, of Westeros. Yes, put them on the table, and we're like, we, we took like uh, bottle caps and other things. Like, okay, this is this army. This is, and they're going here. So we're like mapping out where things were <laughs> happening, and I'm just like. I've never done this. I've never gotten that into a show like this before. Trying to figure it all out. Right. And like I, I was just like in awe of like this show got me. Like I, I'm I, I don't think I've ever been this attached to like some kind of a fantasy show before. And we spent another like hour just figuring out like where's this on the map? Like where who's at this location? And I don't know, I just had a lot of fun with season two. I thought it was very well paced. I thought that that's the one I, I I correct me if I'm wrong, but that has the, the battle with uh, Tyrion with the green fire. Uh, is that season two or three? I thought that was season two. I thought that was the end of season three for some reason. Now, I was thinking because uh, no, you're right. It's he gets two, it's he gets because he gets the he, scar. he gets the scar at the very end of it. Yeah. And I I mean I thought that that was probably one of my favorite episodes of season two is that battle just because again it was very well done and I, I remember uh, I, I believe it was the Hound who who. Uh, was at the battle and he has one of my favorite lines is uh any man dies with a clean sword i'll rape your fucking corpse i thought yeah. that was one of the best lines i've heard on the show <laughs> um yeah that the hound as as horrible a character as he is like uh morally yeah. uh he's a great character to follow oh yeah <laughs> and i still can't get over the fact that he was uh the guy yarp from uh, hot fuzz <laughs> yes yarp <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean <sighs> Again, I, I can't wait to see what they do with the show and how far away from the books they do or don't get. And uh, when they come out with that sixth book, how uh, where they go with it. Yeah. Or where R.R. Martin goes with it. And maybe he's kind of going to do an F you to the show and be like, well, everything they put in the show, I'm just going to do the exact opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will be very curious to see how that all turns out. But uh, I believe that's all we have time for today. And... Thank you again for listening to the podcast. You can catch us on our YouTube channel at Idiots at Play and our SoundCloud at Idiots Speak Show. And we'll see you next time. Bye!